This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. healing and a harvest of open doors open windows of heaven opened over your life amen well we're talking about cycles and seasons all this month and you know cycles and seasons this is the way that the kingdom of God operates you know we uh, let's go back and read our scripture in Mark chapter 4 we need to learn how the kingdom operates you know sometimes you know as as Christians or believers, sometimes we can get some erroneous ideas about how God works. You know, we just kind of think, you know, you, you don't, you, you really can't figure out how God's going to do anything. I mean, you just kind of, you go along and, you know, and all of a sudden a blessing comes, you're like, wow, boy, that's great, I'll take it. And then some, something else comes along and, you know, knocks you, <laughs> your feet where your head was a minute ago. We, we don't understand how the kingdom of God works. We just think it's kind of like, it's just this mystery we can't figure out. But I believe that the Scriptures tell us very clearly uh, some principles about how the kingdom of God operates. And cycles and seasons is about a part of that, of how the kingdom operates. Jesus himself is speaking here. Mark 4, verse 26, he said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. So, you, I mean, with a preface like that, you can't mistake what he's about to say, can you? He said... It's like a man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle into it because the harvest has come. Now, last week we talked about the sowing season, and today we're going to be talking about the growing season. Now, if you didn't, you didn't hear last week's, you, you can go on, the podcast is there, and I think you can go on YouTube, and, and if you'd rather watch the video, but you can go on the podcast, and you can catch up from last week. We talked about the sowing. There's a time for sowing, that it's absolutely an impossibility to have a growing season if there hasn't been a sowing season. It's just impossible. He said, this is the way the kingdom works. See, sometimes we think God's just going to give us, you know, wheat in the field, whether we plant anything or not. Well, if you've got got miracle, special faith for a miracle, you might get that, but most of us don't. Most of us are going to have to do what Jesus said, and that is we're going to have to sow a seed of some kind in order for something to grow. And so it's all about the sowing of the seed. We talked about that. And once the seed's in the ground, it's the growing season. Now, the growing season, if we understand what's going on, it can be a wonderful time. If not, it can be a very frustrating time. Because, you know, when you're growing, you're not reaping. And if you're not reaping, you're not eating. And let's face it, we like to eat, don't we? I mean, Paul said this, you know, we get so, we try to get so spiritual sometimes. You know, well, you know, I'm I'm giving, but I don't expect anything back. Well, wouldn't that be something if the farmer said, you know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to work 80 hours a week 
in the fields, but I sure don't. I'm not expecting. God, don't you don't let anything come up, Lord. I don't want anything. I'm not expecting anything back. Well, I'm going to tell you what. He's going to go broke. He's going to be there one season. And that's going to be it for him, isn't it? But I don't know, especially in the light of what Jesus said, why we would get so confused about that, that if we sow, it's going to grow. And if it grows, there's going to be a harvest. And if there's a harvest, we're going to get to receive it. That's the way it works. And so we need to understand that. So today we're going to look at the growing season. Amen? So here's the thing. You always have got something growing. Yeah, I heard somebody say, uh-oh, well, that's right. It's either uh-oh or amen, right? But you always, you, see, remember I said a minute ago during the offering that your mouth is full of seed. Amen? And see, if I was getting a whole lot of stuff back that I really didn't want, first place I would look at is right here. Not, not blaming God, not getting mad at my brothers and sisters. I want to look and see, what am I sowing? Because the Bible says very clearly in Galatians 6, God will not be mocked. Whatever a person sows, that's what they're going to reap. So if you don't like what you're reaping, you, and you don't like what you're eating, then you might want to go back and look at, see, what have I been sowing? But that their seed is growing. Right now, things are growing. For your life, in your life, things are growing. For some people, you know what? Bitterness is growing. Anger is growing. Depression is growing. Unbelief is growing. Doubt is growing. Because that's the seed they plant, and they keep watering it with their mouth. Well, I tell you, I just, I don't know. just seemed like one thing after another. It's always something. Well, I don't know what you're upset about. You, I mean, it's working for you. I mean, I guess if you want to, you can drive your car to, you know, to the church in reverse. I hope you. I mean, I mean, I hope you're good at doing that because wouldn't that be weird? You're going down the road. Everybody else is driving forward. One car going down the road in reverse. That might catch your attention, hadn't it? Come on. <laughs> But here's the thing, see, it's, it's, it'll, it'll work for you. you. You can speak all that stuff over yourself and then, and then claim it don't work. Yeah, I know, I see everybody else driving the car forward, but mine don't work that way. But if you look down there, you've got a D on your, uh, you know, on your gear, same as everybody else does. You just need to move it up a notch. Amen. And so we need to understand, Jesus said this is the way the kingdom operates. You, you, you can't get around it. You might not like it. You might would have done it different yourself. But you know what? You're not the one that got to decide who did it. He's the creator. So, you know, you might as well just get in agreement with him. You're not going to talk him into changing it just for you. I know he loves you, but he's not going to change it just for you. <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's look back up in that same scripture, that same chapter. Jesus is uh, continuing to talk about the kingdom of God here. In verse 14, he said, The farmer sows the word, 
Some people are like the seed along the, along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes out and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, they hear the word that once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. Now, we combine what Jesus said here to what we he said a little bit further down uh, in that chapter, and we get a better understanding because he said it's like a man who casts seed into the ground. But here's the thing. He said there's different types of ground. He says he goes to bed night and day, it gets up. See, some ground produces better than other ground. Amen. I told you, Cindy, she has a, a vegetable patch out back. And, you know, uh, it's a raised bed. But, you know, every, every spring, you know, she goes out there. And, man, we go and buy all this potting soil and all this stuff, you know, that's got horse manure and all that stuff, and you mix it up, you know. <laughs> Come on, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, it's aromatic. <laughs> but, you know, you, she doesn't just go out there and throw the seed right on the ground out there. Just, then just all mad. But, you know, that's what a lot of Christians do. Well, I don't understand it. Best ownership, well, put some seed out there. <laughs> well, he, you got to combine both of these. He said there's different types of ground. Listen, there's hard ground, there's stony ground, there's thorny ground, and there's good ground. So, what kind of ground are you? <laughs> Amen. He said the hard ground. He said there's no chance for it to grow on hard ground. You know, the, the soil just, you know, so trampled on that it's hard. Water, it's hard for water to penetrate it. It's hard. Certainly, the seed's not going to be able to, to germinate there. Nothing's going to happen. And, you know, it's an amazing thing. But, you know, here's the thing we have to understand. The Word of God, it, it can work two ways depending on how you receive it. It can either continue to enrich you and build up your faith if you hear it and apply it and live it. But if you just hear it and hear it and hear it, but you don't do it, you don't practice it, it can harden. Oh, yeah. You know? And you can always tell, you can always tell people because you st they come to you and you know, they, you know, this is not that something's not going right or whatever, and you start trying to tell them what the word. Oh, I already know all that. See, I can tell right away. You know what? In that area, there's some hard ground. Because see, they're not believing it. Because if they were believing it, it would be working for them. Because God's no respecter of persons. Amen. 
And so we have to understand, listen, if I've been hearing a truth a long time and I'm not seeing any kind of fruit, nothing's coming up there. I mean, I want to get alone in my, in my prayer closet and then examine myself. You know, it's good to examine ourselves. You know, we'd be a lot better off if we examined ourselves more and our brothers and sisters less. Isn't that right? Shine the light on me. Let me get in. Let the Holy Spirit shine the light on me first. Then perhaps I'll be able to help you in a right spirit. Amen? You ever had somebody to help you? <laughs> help you to the floor? <laughs> help you get a knot on your head? Beat you up? But see, we need to understand that. He said, if it's hard ground, it's not going to happen. Now, the hard ground becomes, it's, it's a product of unbelief. Look in Hebrews over here. Remember the children of Israel? You remember them, don't you? Way back there. <laughs> Hebrews, let's look in chapter, uh, chapter 3. Now, the Hebrew children, think about it. Think about what they experienced, what they saw, what they heard, and yet it still says that they had a hard heart. Wow. So if, if they saw a, the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, if they saw God supernaturally feed millions of people every day, split the, split the Red Sea, do all of these marvelous things, all the plagues of Egypt, and they still had a hard heart, listen, that means, you know what? We need to watch ourselves. Verse 12, he said, See to it, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, <laughs> that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, you know, we all have you know, preconceived ideas. When we, we read the word sin in the Bible, we all have ideas about what that is. May, you know, we may be thinking about sexual sins, or we may be thinking about somebody lying, or we may be thinking about somebody stealing, or something like that. But you know what? Unbelief is a sin. To doubt God is a sin. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I knew that wouldn't go over. Because this is exactly what he's talking about right here is unbelief, isn't he? Your heart hardened through unbelief. They couldn't enter in. They, they, couldn't believe. they couldn't believe God because of the hardness. That word, everything they heard that, that God gave to Moses and he spoke to them, and the things they saw, it never penetrated. It never got down in their heart, so it never germinated. So it couldn't produce anything. So we need to be careful that in our hearts, that there's not a, there's not a hardness in an area. You know, you you can have uh, one good patch of soil over here, but you may be hard in another area over there. Then there is stony ground. Stony ground, Jesus said, that stony ground, He says, it chokes, it chokes, or there's no chance for the root to fully develop. Go back over there to Mark 4. Let's read that again. He says, Others are seed sown on rocky or stony places, hear the word and receive it, but since they have no root, they only last a short time. 
when trouble comes. Boy, I can't tell you through the years how many Christians come to me, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians, you know, with the poor me's, telling me how, you know, it, God's, God's Word, it's not working for them. That they're, I mean, that, you know, and they've just got the poor me's about them, the poor mouth and poor me's, you know, because trouble has come. And see, if you, if you can't stand when there's trouble in an area, then that ought to tell you right now, look, there's some rocks here I need to get out. There's some rocks. Something's keeping the Word, that Word from germinating in my heart. What is it? What is it? Listen, if you have a grudge against someone, someone that you are not willing to forgive, that is going to create a stony places in your heart. Didn't, didn't the Apostle John say this? He said, how can you say that you love God whom you've not seen when you cannot love your brother whom you have seen? And if you don't forgive, you are not loving your brother or sister. Love forgives. I said love forgives. And we ought to be glad that it does. Amen. I, for one, am very glad. So I want to make sure that I don't let something like that hold on in there so that it begins to choke the Word. Because, I mean, you know, you've, you've heard the, uh, you, you know, the analogy of the, you know, uh, the donkey and the, you know, the carrot, you know, where they got the long pole and they got the carrot out in front of the donkey, you know, and he keeps, you know, they keep him moving by, he keeps trying to, but, you know, bless his heart, he don't ever get the carrot. Man, he sees it every day. He's working so hard to get to it, but he just don't ever get it. And see, some people, bless their heart, are that way, believers. They come and they hear the Word. They see it out there. Oh, it's wonderful. It's so beautiful. Oh, if I could... I could but see, if we don't deal with the issues in our heart, we're just like that donkey. We're always pursuing it. We're always longing for it. We can, it's just right out there. I, you know, you know, I mean, I know I see it in the Scripture. It. I, but I can't seem to reach it. What's going on in my heart? What's going on in this soil? Because, listen, if, if something's wrong there and we think our seed is growing and all the time it's not, then you're going to be frustrated because you're always trying to expect a crop that's never going to come. You're expecting a harvest that you're never going to eat. And you keep sowing seed, but you don't get, get, you don't get the benefit. All quiet out there. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, contrary circumstances and difficulties. Anybody in here has never had a contrary circumstance or difficulty? Come on up here and preach to us because we really want to know how you did it. We really do. No, Jesus said there's going to be, you, there's going to be trouble. That doesn't mean that, what, that God's Word doesn't work. doesn't mean that that process of the kingdom of God, that it won't work. It absolutely will work. But you need to hold steady during the growing time, you know, and deal with any of the stony or hard places in your, the soil of your heart. Get that cleared out. We're going to talk about that before we close today. And so that the seed can germinate. Amen? So there's hard ground. There's stony ground. There's no chance for the roots to fully develop. Then there's thorny grounds. And he talked about the thorny grounds. And he said this was just because people got all worried 
fearful and worried over all the stuff around them. Boy, you ever wonder why the devil wants to stir up so much in the politics and in the economy and over here, this group against that group and this bunch against that bunch. Wonder why he wants to do all that. Because he knows if he can get that into your heart, it's going to choke the word. You're coming every Sunday. You're blessing the Lord, oh my soul. You're here. But then you go out and you're talking all this stuff. You, you allow yourself to get caught up in it. Or you're worried about, you know, I don't know. What are we, oh, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? I'll tell you how we're going to make it. Jehovah Jireh. Amen. <laughs> we're going to make it. He's going to make all His grace abound towards you. He's the strength of your life and your portion altogether. He's your refuge and your fortress. He's going to make His light shine upon your way. That's how you're going to make it. But if you start getting caught up in all this stuff, He said, it will choke the Word. The Word operates in a heart of love, a heart of peace, a heart of forgiveness. It, doesn't, it won't work in this other stuff. Amen? I mean, you take good seed. You can take good seed, but if you just sow it just anywhere you want to, you throw it out here on this carpet, you ain't going to get a harvest. Nothing wrong with the seed. Something wrong with you. <laughs> you think you're going to get a harvest throwing it out on a carpet. You need some, you need some understanding. You need some wisdom. That, that's not where you're going to grow it. Don't waste your seed there. Morning ground. And then he said, good ground. Oh, that's what I want to be is good ground, don't you? He says, you know, this is where the root, roots can get down. It can, and the, you know, like he said, the stem and the stalk comes up and it produces fruit. That's what we want. Now, here's the thing. See, some people read this and they think, well, there's just some people... That, you know, they're the hard ground, and then there's other people, you know, they're the stony or the thorny ground. And then there's some of those few people that, you know, they just got good ground. I just, I'm one of those don't have good ground. Well, listen, you can do something about that. Remember what I said about Cindy's uh, vegetable garden every, every year? We don't, we don't just leave it to chance. It's amazing. We get this idea about the kingdom of God. Well, you know, if God wants to do it, He'll do it. And if it, if it don't, then He won't. And I can't. And pull me. God just don't like me. Yes, He does. I said, yes, He does. I said, yes, He does. Stop listening to that mess. Amen. So we, we can... But we can do something, and all of us have to do something so that we have good soil. None of us, listen, none of us have good soil, you know, all by ourselves automatically. We have to work at it. Boy, I have to work at it more than most. I'm always working. I'm always weeding. I'm always getting some rocks out. I'm always working on it. What are you laughing about over there? <laughs> 37 years of living with me, that's what it is. <laughs> so, putting down roots, listen, it's so important that we put down roots. Remember this, I say it all the time, but it's roots before the fruits. 
Roots before the fruits. In the growing season, what's happening? Roots are being put down. If what? We have what? Good soil. But if we, we've got areas uh, that, we, that Jesus talked about, these areas where there's hard places, maybe a relationship that's gone sour, and we just, man, I'm mad. Mad. I'm, I'm, I don't even know who I'm mad at anymore. I've been mad so long. They all died off, but I'm still mad. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we just be, you know, mad, you know, like we say, mad at the world. I grew up that way. I did. Life was hard. Man, I'm telling you what. I didn't have one of these fun-loving childhood, you know, Disney-esque. I mean, it was hard. And I was mad at the world. I mean, you know, I didn't even know you. I didn't have to know you. I'm mad. <laughs> you know, it, you know, well, you know, the word of God, it's not gonna grow in that heart if you don't do something about it. And it's real easy to, to have those areas. And sometimes we've lived with it so long we don't even know it. It takes the Holy Spirit to show you. I've had the Holy Spirit show me, you know, something happened, you know, ten years ago. You need to forgive that person. I didn't, didn't even remember that it happened until he showed me. I don't have, you don't ever show me that. Well, how much time do you spend with him? I mean, you know. See, sometimes we, we stay busy and we make so much noise, so we, we're hoping that, you know, the Holy Spirit, we won't hear him. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Putting down roots. Why? The roots are needed to supply nutrient to the plant. If the seed's going to germinate, it's got to have nutrients. And the root system is what? That's what feeds that. It's also needed to give stability to the plant. This is why some Christians, they're up and down, in church, out of church. Come on. Thank you for your enthusiasm. There's no stability about why they don't have any roots down. Every wind that comes along blows them over. Come on. You need to learn to, you know, get some backbone. You need to learn to get some gumption. You know what gumption is, don't you? You do. Get down and pray. Get in the Word. Find out for yourself. Stand on your own two roots. I mean feet. Put down some roots. Get some stability about you. This is what God's Word says. It is growing in me. It is producing in me. Amen? Absolutely. It's so important. And then it's needed to support the growth of the fruit. Amen? I mean, I know sometimes like Cindy's garden, when it gets to a certain stage, you know, we have to go out there and put, you know, either some stakes or, the, you know, these round support things, you know, you put in there. And, you know, to support the fruit. Man, it's starting to put out some big old maters. Man, we don't want to lose them. We're going to support. Well, see, that, that's part of what the root system, it produces that stem, and that's what supports the growth. This is what God wants. He wants, us, he wants His Word to produce in us. You know, we looked over there at the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Boy, I wouldn't mind eating some of that. Goodness, humility, mercy, long-suffering. 
patience. <laughs> Amen. And then so many of the other things that God has promised. He said, you know, you can have, we can eat that fruit. We can eat that fruit. So let's talk about real quickly before I close, tending the field. Yep. See, when I first read Jesus' parable, boy, y'all thought, man, I got it made. I ain't got to do nothing but go to bed and get up. Yep. This is why you have to get the whole word, not just part of it. Amen. The whole, the whole story here. Proverbs 24, verse 30. I went past the field of a sluggard. Now, you know, he's talking in the natural here, but you know, you can also tell spiritual sluggards. Oh, yeah. You know, they got the same old dried up fruit they had five years ago. Come on. You know, it's built more like a compost than a garden. <laughs> You know, he says, I went by the field of a sluggard. And he said, he didn't say, I didn't have to interview him. I didn't have to stop and talk to him. He said, I went past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. And if you're not tending your own individual spiritual life, your garden, your heart, then, you know, you are not a person of good sense. And I'm not looking at anybody. I'm just saying. That's what he says here. Thorns, what, do, what did Jesus say about the thorns? They choke. You know, I've, I just say this again, you know, weeds and thorns, I mean, I don't know, it just seems like they could grow out of concrete. I, you know, I don't, it's just a curse. I mean, I don't know, it's just one of those mysteries. But I mean, those things, they just grow. You say, I didn't plant no thorns in there. There they come. I didn't plant. Who put that Johnson grass in there? It wasn't me. Because we live in a follower. So, you know, there are things we have to take care of. If we don't, the thorns are going to come up. He said, I looked over here to the person who, who had no sense, who was not being diligent with, with his vineyard here. And he said, thorns had grown up. What did Jesus say? The thorns are going to what? Choke the word. The ground was covered with weeds. Choked the word. Stone wall was in ruins. In other words, now it's become stony ground. I applied my heart. Boy, this is a good lesson for all of us. Applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief. See, there's some Christians that if they would be as diligent with their spiritual life as they were with their work life, I mean, they'd be spiritual giants. Absolutely spiritual giants. Have time for, for their careers and all. Nothing wrong with that. But they have time for all that. But they don't have any time. Or, let me back that up. They don't take any time. They have the time. They don't take any time with, with their spiritual life. And then they wonder why. 
Why do I struggle to believe? Why is my prayer life not, not effective? Why, you know, why do I have a hard time forgiving people? Why am I always mad at everybody? Why, 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 why? I can tell you why. A little sleep, spiritually, a little folding of the hands, and your spiritual poverty will come on you. <laughs> come on. Yeah, you're saved, you're going to heaven, but I'm telling you, you're miserable on the way. And you're not too much fun to be around, to be honest with you. Now, you know, we wouldn't tell you that, you know, say something like that in a group, but, I, you know, we wouldn't tell you that face to face because we love you. <laughs> Amen. I'm t- listen, you know, if we would do this, you know, Jesus said that the world will know that you're my disciples because you what? Have love for one another. Isn't that right? If we would cultivate this and allow that seed to germinate in us, oh, hallelujah, I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't be all twisted up with worry and fear. I mean, man, life would be good. But see, we think life is not good unless I've got X amount of money, everybody likes me, I'm driving a nice car, blah, 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 and our list is this long. Somebody else's list is that long. But if we would allow the seed of God's Word to do its work in our life, oh, talk about rich, talk about full, talk about fulfilled, talk about being a blessing, talking about expressing the life of Jesus. Mm. Say, Pastor, that's pie in the sky. Well, I don't believe that. I believe it. Then after we pull the weeds and we clear the rocks, you need to water it with some miracle grow. Now we use Cindy uses miracle grow on her plants. Boy, I'm telling you, you know, you, you go by sometimes and that, that plant's looking a little droopy. That's looking like, mm, man, you know, and you hit it with some of that water mixed with that miracle grow, and man, that thing, you go by a little later, and it's just perked right up. Amen. Well, miracle grow is what we continue to water it with the Word. Paul said this to the Corinthians. He said, I planted the seed, and Apollos watered the seed. Now, Apollos was a teacher. He taught the Word. He's watering it. And see, this is what I endeavor to do. You, you plant a seed, but I'm also endeavoring to water it. But you know what? You need to learn to water it with some miracle grow yourself. Put the miracle grow on it. How do we do that? Well, you're right there in Proverbs still. Turn to Psalm 1. Yeah, it's going to take some work. It takes some work. If anybody's had a garden, you know it takes some work. Now, you know, I love coming over and eating the fruit of your garden. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeedy. But you know what? It's even a greater joy to eat the fruit from your own garden. And you, so many times, you know, we're, 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 we're so dependent on other people's spiritual garden. You're dependent on their prayer life, on their faith, on their courage, on their strength. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're to do that to one another. But here's the thing. You, sometimes you can't always get to somebody. And here's the other thing, too. After a while, God says, you know, put that big baby down and let him or her walk. I mean, somebody come in here with a 10-year-old, 
in diapers carrying it? We would think, well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with the child. <laughs> right? But if that child was in every way normal, and that parent had just raised it that way, you'd think, well, something definitely wrong with that parent. Isn't that true? Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. What are we walking in step with? Or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. Well, it don't work for me. But those... But whose delight is in the law, or we would say the word of the Lord, and who meditates on his word day and night. Oh, Pastor, I ain't got time for that. Well, then just tune out the rest of this. Then. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever they do, I want to have a prosperous garden, a prosperous growing season, so that I can have an expectation of looking toward a prosperous harvest. Amen? And God, that's what God wants in our lives. That's what God wants to us. So we need to add some miracle grow to that. Now, uh, we don't have time to turn over there, but in Hosea 10, 12, he talks about that it's time, at times, he's talking to Israel, but it applies to us too. He said, he said, you need to break up your fallow ground. Plow it up. You know, I remember when we used to have a, uh, growing up in the country, they had a big family garden. And, you know, every year uh, when you get ready to prepare the garden, they'd get the tiller out. Remember, still, I'd be, you know, get nine, nine or ten years old and you're buying that. Like, man. But, you know, it had to do that because what? Over the winter and everything, the, the ground was just laying there, uh, what they call fallow. It's not being uh, cultivated or anything. It's just laying there. So, you know, you got, you know, I might have some grass over here or this over there. So, you know, somehow some rocks got in it, but the ground's gotten hard. So you take that tiller, or, you know, or you, you, you break up the ground. And he goes on to say, he said, if you break up the ground, he said, I will send the rain. We want, you know, we're praying, believe God, it's the time of the latter rain. Send the rain, send the rain. But I want to tell you what, one of the conditions of the, us receiving that is what? Is we break up the fallow ground. What are the hard places in our life? We're holding a grudge. We have unforgiveness. We have anger. We're mad at God. We're mad at people. Amen? There's, there's stones in there that need to be removed out. Maybe some unbelief, you know? Whatever it might be. But if we don't prepare the ground, he said, then that's a condition for the rain to come. I want the rain. I need the rain. I like one translation over there where it says, Paul says, I planted and Apollos watered. One translation says, but only God can make a seed grow. And then finally, anticipating a harvest. Turn over to Hebrews 6. I'm going to close with this. The growing season. We're talking about the growing season. Understanding 
gaining understanding, insight, wisdom about the growing season. <clears throat> Hebrews 6. <clears throat> Verse 12, he said, we do not want you to become lazy. Hmm. God does not bless laziness. Thank you very much for that one <clears throat> clearing of the throat. <laughs> we, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. They inherit what has been promised. You inherit the harvest of the seed sown. We inherit it through what? Through faith and through faith and you know, like the little boy said, God, I need patience, and I need it now. <laughs> it, that's, see, when, it, when it's the growing season, it looks like, especially the beginning part, it looks like nothing's happening. There's, there's unseen things happening with that seed covered up by the soil. That's where it takes faith. See, I, I believe what Jesus said. If I, if I plant the seed in good soil, He said, it's going to produce. But it always puts down roots before fruits, roots before the stem. There's a process there. And so it takes faith to believe that what Jesus said would happen is happening. If I planted good seed, God's Word, in good soil, it must produce. That's my faith. Then the patience has to do with the process. First the roots are being put down. Then I'm going, you know, I'm going to see the stem come up. Now I'm going to start seeing some, some shoots come out. And see, as I do that, what is it? It builds anticipation. Because I know, man, okay, here we go. Because always following the growing comes the harvest. And the whole reason we planted the seed, the whole reason we're growing and nurturing the seed, preparing our soil and keeping it right, is so we can get to the harvest. We want the harvest. Because if we're not going to get the harvest, what is the use of getting the soil ready? What is the use of going to all this effort if we're not going to get a harvest? Carrot and stick. All right, let me ask you a couple of questions here. We're going to pray. You need to ask yourself, this, what is the condition of my ground? Now, don't delude yourself. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, that's Sunday morning talk. Get past that. That's what we tell everybody. When they, How you do? Oh, everything's great. Praise the Lord. So let's get past the Sunday morning talk, Okay. Let's <laughs> get right down to it. What's the condition of your ground? That's something for you, between you and God. But you need to be honest with you. What's the condition of my ground? See, it's amazing to me. If everybody says, everything's great. And I mean, you know, the world's falling apart. What's the condition of my ground? Is it hard ground? Is it thorny ground? Is there, Maybe there's some weeds you need to pull. If, if, if you've been planting seed for years and you're not getting a harvest, something's not right. You know? If I, if I was going from here to Birmingham and, you know, 10 years later I hadn't got there, 
I might get a clue. It's about an hour and 20 minutes up there, and I ain't got there yet. I mean, a growing season, if we, 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 you know, every plant's got a particular growing season. I know from the time I plant it to the time I reap is, is, is going to be somewhere within that window. If I plant some tomato seeds, and I mean, you know, uh, you know, we're already up to October, and I ain't seen a tomato yet. I ain't going to say, how's your garden? Oh, it's great, great, man, it's, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> what do I need to do? To ensure a good growing season for my seed. Maybe it's some rocks. We need to get out. Maybe it's some weeds. We need to pull. Maybe it's some thorns. We need to get rid of. Amen. And God will help you. But you have to initiate it. Because God will let you just lay there in the midst of that thorny patch. He will. I mean, He'll do everything to try to encourage you and try to instruct you. But I mean, if you're determined, you're just going to lay there. It's the folding of the hands. Then here's the thing. Don't come and expect me to pray you out of that thorn patch. I didn't plant it. I mean, I'll help you every which way I can. But, you know, I'm going to pray you out of that thorn patch. You're going to have to do something about it. And then finally, anticipation. Am I frustrated or am I enjoying my growing season? If, if, you, if you're like that donkey that's always seeing the carrot, but you don't ever get a bite of it, you can become frustrated real quick. And there's a lot of frustrated Christians. They come to church, they hear a message like this, they hear other messages, you listen. To, I know, you know, you're on YouTube, you're listening to Brother Copeland or different ones and all, you hear all these, whoever it is you like to listen to, all these different messages and everything. But then you, you're like, well, I'm hearing all this, but, Where's the harvest? Well, we know this. The Bible says that God's Word is incorruptible seed, so it's not, it's not the seed's problem, is it? It must be what? A ground problem. So we need to look at the ground rules. Is it hard? Is it rocky? Is it thorny? Because see, nobody, I don't care who it is, nobody, greatest saint you want to look at nobody starts out with nothing but good ground every one of us we have things that have to be taken out pulled up given to God so don't let the devil beat you up there well you know you just can no maybe you haven't done what you need to do but you can just like the rest of us and the rest of us who are working on it. none of us have arrived but we're, this, this is the process. This, Jesus said, this is the way the kingdom operates. So there's no use us trying to talk God in. Well, I'm going, I know, you know, Jesus said that, but I just believe if I can pray this way. Well, that'd be like me getting in my car. Now I know the GPS says this is the way, 65 north to Birmingham. But I just believe if I head south, I can get there quicker. You think, boy, I'm telling you, Pastor Norris is dumber than a brick. But that's what, sometimes that's what we do spiritually. We get clear directions, but we think, oh, we got a better idea. No, you don't.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.